So people have been talking to me about this film that's coming out this week on Padre Pio. So at the age of 31, he began exhibiting uh, the visible stigmata. So the stigmata is the wounds of Christ. Uh, they were seeing these holes, basically, in his hands, in his feet, and in his side. Uh, so I'm making a movie about this. It's going to be interesting to see how, how the world responds to kind of this, this greater kind of uh, spreading of his message. So thousands of people were attracted to him during his life, intrigued by him. This man uh, who had these wounds of Christ, and it was baffling to scientists, doctors that studied him. There's lots of signs of his, hol- or lots of uh, stories of his holiness, miracles that were done through his ministry. So his primary vocation, though, was exhibiting, witnessing the wounds of Christ in his body, the suffering of Christ. Uh, and uh, this is a very intriguing message, I think, for us to consider and to contemplate. The reason you see is that most people don't really quite understand Christ's message of suffering, of sacrifice. You know, who, who wants to talk about misery and affliction and pain? You know, for our Lord Jesus, he attracted lots of crowds. You heard about these big crowds, these multitudes that came to him. They were attracted to his teaching and uh, his charisma, his miracles, of course. But, you know, they kind of liked it better, I think, when he kind of kept this whole thing about suffering and difficulty in the background. So the context, the, the gospel here today is from Luke chapter 14. And this is really the first time that our Lord has, up until now in the book of Luke that we've been going through, the gospel of Luke, has really talked about suffering in a pretty provocative way, as he does today. There's been some other times, like in Luke chapter 6, he talked about, like, blessed are you poor, blessed are you who weep, blessed are you when men hate you and revile you. So beginning to hint at this message of suffering and difficulty. But today, he says something that was probably pretty astounding to his audience. He gets up there and he says that if you want to be my disciple— You've got to hate your mother and father, your brother and sister, your children. You have to take up your cross and follow me. Challenging message, especially for the people who were following Christ. You know, they were following him uh, not for who he was per se. I'm guessing most of them. They were most likely following him for what he could do for them. And you got, you got mom. She's got some illness, some ailment. You want her to experience a miracle to be healed? So you bring mom to Jesus so that, she, so that she can be healed by him. You know, that's the reason. That's very similar to why probably a lot of people start coming to, you know, church, for example. They come because they want to have maybe a good marriage. I mean, they're going to do some issues with husband, with wife, or they want to, you know, have a good solid foundation for the family. And those are all good things, of course. But our Lord says that there's something even more important than this. And he's beginning to bring this up to his listeners, as we heard in the gospel reading today. Something that would have perhaps been challenging to hear because people don't like to hear about negative things. I was talking to uh, one of our Protestant brethren, someone who I'm very close to, and he was saying, you know, why do you, all, why do you Catholics, you know, you have, why do you have a body up on the cross? Why do you have Christ still on the cross, suffering there? You know, us Protestants, we'd like to have an empty cross. You know, it shows 
It points to Christ's resurrection, that the cross is empty, to good things, to happy things. Why do you want to focus on this difficulty, this, this suffering? People don't like this message of suffering. It's hard. It's painful. It's taboo, really, in our culture to talk about suffering and misery. Much better to focus on the blessings you can get from God, the blessings for your marriage or for your career and your finances, but not suffering. But to mature, according to Christ, you must be willing to embrace suffering. Jesus said that if you want to move from simply being one of the multitudes to being a disciple, a follower, a close follower, a true follower of mine, meaning of Christ's, then you must be willing to, the words he uses, painful, hard words, to hate your family, meaning that you must be willing to love me, love Christ so much that your love for your family looks like hatred in response, in, in comparison. You're willing to embrace the cross, meaning put Christ in his ministry of suffering, his work of suffering, to put that first. This is what he's calling to. He's saying that this is what spiritual maturity looks like. This is what maturation in the faith looks like. You know, you might have started coming to Mass because of what you could get out of it, or to church because of what you could get out of it, you know, good things for your family, your marriage, whatever else. But now Christ is saying that inviting you to put him first and those things second. To even be willing to follow him, even if it means division in your family, pain in other areas of your life. I knew one woman who was studying uh, to enter the church and then she found out that her mom was very displeased with her, did not like it that she was studying and wanted uh, you to become a Catholic. And so she quits. She immediately quits. Uh, what do you do when the Lord is calling you one way and your family is calling you another way? How do you respond? Uh, back in the 16th century, St. Philip Neri, apostle to Rome, a uh, great man, uh, the Lord worked many miracles through him. Uh, someone came to him once and wanted him to pray for his wife who was dying. St. Philip Neri had the gift of foresight, supernatural gift of foresight from the Lord, and he knew that this woman was going to die. And so he said to the man, he said, let her go and do not take it to heart. And he would not pray for the woman's healing. He was asking this man to accept the Lord's good and perfect will. Even if it's painful, <clears throat> even if it's hard, can you say yes to God when even it causes separation and pain in your family? This is what our Lord was talking about in Luke 14 that you heard today. He said that you must be willing to bear your cross. That means hold it close. That means to embrace it. Not to keep it distant, as far away as you can, like that empty cross that I mentioned earlier, but to hold it close to you. To join Christ in his uh, suffering for the salvation of the world. Uh, you know, this misunderstanding that some people have, that, oh, well, Christ suffered for us so that we don't have to. But that's not what Christ taught. Yes, he did die for us so we could be reconciled to the Father. 
but as members of his body, he asks us to join him in his work of suffering for the salvation of the world. St. Paul wrote in Romans 8, he said, if you want to be an heir with Christ, then you must suffer with him. I mean, if you want to be part of the family, this is the work of the family, suffering for the salvation of the world. You're part of the body of Christ, you do what he does. In Colossians 1.24, St. Paul said, I rejoice in my suffering because I am making up for what is lacking in Christ's suffering. For your sake, the church. He's rejoicing in his ability to suffer for others. Uh, He also wrote in Romans 12, he said that we are to offer up our bodies as living sacrifices. Again, joining Christ in his work of suffering, of sacrifice. 2 Corinthians 4.10 says that we bear in our bodies the death of Christ. I mean, it's his death, his suffering, his sacrifice on the cross. We're part of that. We live that out by offering up our sufferings uh, to the Father through Christ. This is the family business. If you're a Christian, this is what you're called to. This is the maturity that Christ was calling the crowds to. Those that had come to him for maybe other reasons, maybe selfish reasons, but now... He's asking them to step up to true discipleship, to put him first, his ministry of suffering first, and to put family and everything else second, far second, so much so it looks like hatred in comparison to the love of Christ. This is what we're to do as Christians. This is what Christ lived, what he taught. So think about this. Ponder this. Let it get into you deeply. Count the cost is what Christ said. He is not, you know, he's encouraging the crowds to move from self-centeredness, you know, what can I get out of Jesus, to this spiritual maturity? What can I sacrifice for Jesus? Uh, Is this something that you're willing to enter into? Are you willing to step into this place of maturity? You know, maybe you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't know, this is kind of a new concept. I've never thought about Christ and his ministry and his calling to take up the cross. In this way. Uh, and it's okay to feel that way. You know, but I would encourage you that to, to at least today to consider this. This is what Christ is asking, to sit back and to count the cost. Before you take on a big project, you go through, look at what it's going to take, what it's going to cost, and to do that today, to begin considering this message. Uh, this is kind of this easy baby step to really seriously do this Uh, what it means, what it would look like in your life if your family was second, if everything else was second to Christ in this living out of this message of suffering that he calls us to. The church offers great ways to help you to do this, to help you to count the cost. One one excellent way is by praying the stations of the cross. We tend to uh, often just kind of relegate this to Lent, but this is a great devotion that can be prayed any time of the year. St. John Paul II, he would pray the Stations of the Cross every Friday. This is a great meditation on Christ's suffering uh, and the suffering that he's calling us into. You know, or you could, uh, an even easier way maybe, is to pray the Rosary and to meditate on the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary, the, the Passion and Crucifixion of Christ, another way of doing this. Recently, uh, Pope Francis has been encouraging uh, the revival of an older meditation that goes back to medieval times, to the Middle Ages, called um, the Meditation on the Five Wounds of Christ. Another great way to think about Christ's suffering and to think about what he's calling you to. 
and inviting you into this life of sacrificing yourself for others. These are all great ways of kind of the cross. Stations of the Cross, encouraged by St. Francis of Assisi, Alphonsus Liguori, and many, many saints. And of course, the Rosary, very encouraged by, by the church, by saints. Uh, count the cost. Think about it. Ponder it deeply. Let it get inside you. Is this something you're willing to do? Are you willing to say yes to the Lord, to move from simply being part of the crowd to spiritual maturity, to being a disciple? Now think about it. You can even do it here today during the times of silence that we have set aside in the Mass to have that conversation with the Lord about what he's calling you to. Padre Pio once said, Love Jesus, love him very much, but to do this, be ready to love sacrifice. If you want to be my disciple, Jesus said, to really draw close to me, to grow in holiness, to be a saint, then you must hate your family, embrace your cross, renounce everything. Lord, whatever I have, it's yours, whatever you want. Consider this, ponder this, count the cost of following Christ, of being a disciple. Amen.